Hello, I'd like to welcome y'all back to the Much Ado About Nothing podcast with your host, me, Devontae Wilson. And happy to be back. Um, yeah, oddly enough, I recorded an episode and didn't even post on Instagram that I released it. So I was like, well, uh, yeah, that's just a missed opportunity. <laughs> um, just been busy, of course. Um, seems like it never stops. But I mean, back again. I'm really excited for this episode. Um, by the way, I'm recording on the day of Happy International Women's Day. So shout out to all the women out there that are holding it down. Strong, beautiful women out there. Without y'all, we will be nowhere. Um, shout out to my mom, girlfriend, whole family. Strong women right there. like, And people that have raised me to be, you know, the person I am today and continually growing um, to be better and striving for more of my life. I just want to thank their thank them for their support and God bless them and then all the women out there that deserve to be loved and deserve to be shout out. So shout out to y'all. Um, so I realized last episode I did not do a card that I typically do. So today I'm just gonna start off with that and then I'll get into the episode and what it's gonna be about. Uh so this card says, How will our culture change in the next hundred years? I like that question. Um, always, I'm always interested in like how the culture is and not necessarily strictly in America, but even like overseas and stuff like that. Um, I hope, I mean, a big hope for mine would be that we will be more tolerant of other cultures. Um, I think I would love to see, you know, more acceptance, less racism. You know, I think those are all very general things, more peace in the world, more coming together. Um, but if I'm being realistic, I think we will see those things. Um, but fighting will never go away. The greed, the hunger, the power, all that stuff will really never go away. Um, I hope environmentally we can take care of the earth is like, I don't think people understand, like there's a lot of harm that we do to the earth. And if we just kind of like have electric vehicles, like, everyone have electric vehicles and that's like the norm instead of having everything like gas powered and stuff like that that'll like change everything like that'll be that'll be really dope uh, i kind of see it being like futuristic maybe not necessarily like something straight out of a sci-fi movie you know where they're like oh 2077 it's gonna be like flying cars and all this stuff i don't know if that'll be the case uh, one interesting thing that they say like so throughout history there's pockets of time where it almost seems like the science and tech and all that stuff and like a five year to 10 year span, it literally like jumps years and years ahead, like 50 years on the road. You know, there's other times where science and medicine, all that stuff grows very slowly. Uh, they're talking about they're really interested in seeing like in the next like five to 10 years, what happens with the tech here in like where we're at? Like, is it going to be something where it's so exponential that it's tech that you'd only think you'll see like 50 years to 75 to 100 years down the road. Like, I think that's really interesting. Like if there's going to be like a huge tech jump or a huge uh, jump in the healthcare field and medicine and stuff like that, I think that is really interesting. It would be really cool. Um, yeah, but I think culture would be better than it is now. Um, but I think they'll still think there'll be hardships. I think they'll still think there'll be people that are, um, underserved and still fighting for, you know, rights because, you know, people are going to spawn, you know, have their kids 
and they're not always going to teach in the right way and they're going to grow up with their beliefs. So if they aren't subjugated to having right belief system and stuff like that, they're still going to be hatred and greed and bigotry in the world. So I don't really ever think that's going to go, going to go away, sadly enough. But this episode is, um, I think it's probably going to be pretty deep. I'm going to really try to shoot, to take this, record this podcast in one take. Um, so I don't know. Lately, I've kind of just been in a real funk. Like, I don't know why. Like, I feel there's been like really good things that happened to me in the last like couple of weeks. But for some reason, it kind of like, I don't know if my mind has yet to process that. And I've kind of woken up in the last like, I guess, week feeling very weird, um, like sad almost, you know, and um just kind of feel like I've kind of just been floating along and trying to find myself a little bit more and trying to be a little more introspective. And it seems like I get nowhere. Right. Um, so this week, uh, the song I choose is a song called Black Dog by Arlo Parks. Her album came out um, probably a month ago. She's a singer songwriter from the UK. Uh, like her music is. It hits in a lot of different areas from relationships, love, um, like fighting with, you know, your your relationship, your lover. From mental issues as depression, anxiety and kind of being comfortable in your own skin. And she really lays it all out there throughout the whole project. Um, Green Eyes is an amazing song. Caroline's an amazing song. Um, I heard her a few years ago with the song named George kind of reminded me of Kid Cudi a little bit. Um, with some of the, the vibe in the song, but on this album, like it's singer songwriting, you know, acoustics are there, the production, but lyrically it's amazing. I think it puts a lot of things in perspective and a lot of things that we can all relate to. So I would really recommend listening to the album, like one of my favorite albums of the year. She puts her heart and soul, you know, and she was a poet. She was like, you know, writing poetry before. And so you can really feel how that translates into her music. Um, but yeah, depression, like, you know, I, I don't think I've ever dealt with major depression or I would consider myself a depressed person. I think we all kind of go through ebbs and flows of being getting in moods where we're like sad or we feel very, I guess, stagnant and maybe unmotivated. And it's a line in the song in the chorus where she's like, it's so cruel what your mind can do for no reason. And I think that's one line that kind of really stuck out with me, the whole song and the chorus besides like, you know what she's talking about. So from her perspective in the song, it's like her friend, her best friend is like suffers through depression and with her not actually be able to be in like her understanding what depression is. She's kind of being an outsider. She's like, man, I wish I could do anything to get you out of that mood. You know, She's like, I know it seems terrifying. And it seems like sometimes you won't survive this episode that you're having. But let me be there. Let me try to do anything that I can do. Like, let me get you out of your house. Let me like get you some food. Let me like try to cheer you up as much as possible. Um, and the second verse, she's like, I jump off the fire escape to make the black dog go away. And when she says black dog, that's a metaphor for the depression that's chasing her friend and like, how do I 
It's like, how, how do you escape this? How do I get you out of this funk? Um, and she's like, sad thing is, I know you're trying, but that's what makes it terrifying. Um, so I kind of came in here with some statistics because um, I was like, man, like, I wonder how depression really affects everyone or how many people it affects. So just some quick stats like um, so it says like 264 million suffer from it globally. Um, 800K die from suicide from depression. Um, and one surprising fact was through the ages of 28, 15 to 29, it's the second leading cause of death. Um, that one struck me like, wow, like, I don't think I've personally have known someone that has committed suicide. Um, I, I've heard from like friends, oh, like they, they know somebody that has committed suicide. Um, so I've never had to deal with that up front and how awful and like drastic that is. Um, like how do you even comprehend if your friend commits suicide and knowing that maybe they're going through this depression, depression. And if you, and if you didn't know, they didn't mention it and how crippling that must be to your psyche and understanding to like cope with it. Because you're always going to think, like, man, what could I have done? What can I have? Why can I be more open with this person? Why didn't that person share what they're going through with me? Um, and I think I wanted to do this episode because I wanted to kind of talk about, like, myself and how I sometimes I get in these sad states. Um, but I understand, like, I understand my situation isn't drastic as, you know, depression. So I wouldn't even consider it that. I think I just wanted to plant the seed in people's mind to be like open and create a free space. Like if you are going through something, talk about it, whether that's with a significant other, a best friend, or let's say you're somebody that's a little more expectant. You just have to write it out or or, you know, talk to yourself about it, like almost force yourself to get out of that psyche. And like. I. I don't know what it was this past week, like I. You know, I had great things happen and potentially like later this month, like hopefully it happens. I don't want to necessarily share the news because I'm very I'm kind of superstitious when it comes to that. Um, And. Like, I just remember I was like, I'm just working and I'm working, I'm working and, and like. It's almost like any little gain that I made at work. Or again, I felt like I was making my life. It didn't mean <laughs> as much. It was weird. Like I, I couldn't get myself to to realize what was happening in front of me. I've been feeling really disconnected from like kind of the world in a little bit, in the sense where like sometimes it feels tough to like pick up my phone and like I guess get on social media and see other faces in a way. <laughs> Like, I don't know how I know it might sound crazy, but like. I don't know what I wouldn't know what was going through my mind mentally, and I think this is kind of like therapy for me to just get it out and get it off my chest, but. To. Sometimes. Getting these states is kind of like. Your mind plays so much tricks on you and we don't understand how powerful our minds are that. If you allow it to consume you and keep on consuming you, you're going to believe and feel 
that feeling of sadness or stagnation 10 times more than you would if you kind of just thought about it and gave yourself a comfort, a positive affirmation or a positive mindset and positive thought and kept going on with the day. But when you start letting that sit and steamroll and not necessarily let it out to other people, I think that's when it really starts eating away a little bit more. Um, and, you know, depression nowadays, like we have, you know, anti-depression medicine, which, you know, is great. And I, I'm all for it if you need that. But I would love for people, if you're suffering through that, reach out to different, you know, hotlines or different people to try to help you through and actually talk you through that. Maybe, um, maybe figure out what gets you out of these states. You know, maybe it's, maybe it's your favorite food. Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's praying. Like what, what are, what are the things that are going to take you to the next level and take you out of that episode that you're having? Um, and I really like, I think what also played the seed in my mind, I saw a video or I, I kind of saw a glimpse of it. It was talking about a safe space for men. Um, typically, as a man, you're supposed to be very strong and very like. Just, I guess, I don't know how to explain it, uh, manly machismo, <laughs> like you're supposed to be very not open with your feelings and not open with how you feel about the world around you and how do you feel about things happening in your life? And, you know, I, I they're like, cause men don't create safe spaces for themselves. And that is true because like how many men or young adults that are men have, you know, friend groups that they have, you know, they're best friends, but y'all actually have a real conversation about maybe how you're feeling or, what you're going through that during that day or maybe how you've been feeling for that week, you know, um, I think it almost shows a sign of weakness, but in a lot of times like that is, that's a big step for you. That's a big power move into your life and kind of take a responsibility of your, of your feelings. And once you're able to get those out and have people understand and try to connect with you on that level, um, I think once we kind of get that point in the society from, you know, people we see on TV and people, everyone kind of coming collectively together to understand that mental health is mental health and depression is something that we can all help on a daily basis um, from the from the people around us. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to kind of come on here and just talk about. I guess different avenues and what I guess sadness and you know these funks that I kind of get in myself what they mean to me and can be some of the things I do to get out of it so like I know I like to work out and that's like one thing that will I guess get my mind stimulated to get out of that funk and because I can go in there and just kind of release all that negative energy that's inside of me um I think that's one of the few things I, th I also think hanging out with friends also releases that that stress and gives me that comfort that, you know, I need sometimes to like get my mind right and get my mind straight. Um, you know, see, hey, I'm a girlfriend, see my family. And, and I think when I'm around these people and stuff like that, it triggers my mind to actually be thankful because it's like, <laughs> how can you be? sad and in these kind of moods when you have 
such positive and great things around you. Um, and I can imagine if you're actually suffering through depression, like that's, that's what's on your mind. It's, I guess like you don't feel maybe worth it, but then it's like, you have people around you and you have people that actually love you and care about you, but your mind is so powerful that it plays that trick on you. Um, and with COVID and kind of interesting enough, like we're at the end stages of COVID actually got my first vaccine shot today. So really excited about that. Like, um, when I was kind of doing, looking up and reading different things about depression, they were saying like, you know, even before COVID-19 hitting depression rates were going up and suicide rates were going up between, you know, all age groups, um, especially the age group that I mentioned before the 15 through 29 and, you know, COVID kind of just expedited some of that because we actually had to face, I guess, some of our fears of constantly, you know, kind of being alone and kind of being in a lockdown and different things like that. Um, so I thought it was just the perfect time to have an episode like this. And I'm, I'm interested enough if anybody will reach out and maybe talk about their fights with depression. Cause I'm always, I'm interested to learn about that. Like, you know, I know I don't have depression, even though I go, you know, I go through like these moments where I'm sad and unmotivated i just don't know how deep depression gets and if i was able to help somebody else get through that or maybe this episode will maybe see how when you get in these sad moments or have an episode of um being sad or depression you know maybe you'll think about you know how how can i get out of this situation how can i help myself in my life and reach out and get the help that you need or find things that make you happy that release the dopamine and endorphins in your body. You know, you're back to the person that everybody wants you to be or that you are truly and happy in your own skin and all that stuff. Um, so that being said, um, <laughs> sorry for the sad episode and probably hearing my voice a little bit, but, um, I just kind of wanted to be open about everything and whether you think this episode was something or nothing, it is what it is. Deuces. Deuces.